Welcome back to Lace Up and Listen, the running podcast where I chat to people who have inspired me throughout my running journey so far. This week, I'm joined by Amy Lees, mum to one-year-old Atlas, and we're going to be talking about her postpartum running experience, from going right back to basics to running a virtual marathon. Hello, thanks for joining me. Hello, thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Let's start by asking how you very first got involved in running. So, gosh, let me think it back. So I've always been very active. Like I was, I did cross country in primary school and then athletics in secondary school. So I've always been into running. Um, and then like most first year fresher students go to uni and forget all these things and replace exercise for alcohol. So um, yeah, when I was in my second year, my nanny sadly passed away um, with cancer and so I decided to run a half marathon in memory of her which at the time was a huge challenge for me Um, and I think I did I ran up to eight miles during training because I didn't really enjoy the training it was all throughout the autumn and then I did my first half marathon in about two hours 20. Um, I hated the whole thing Um, and but the main thing was that I raised money for charity so yeah I kind of then from there didn't run again for a while until two years later I signed up to do another race and then from there I just kind of started to enjoy it I think for Kiwi chasing reasons and like the endorphin rush that you get off it but then also for like mental health benefits and things like that so that was about 2014 when I started properly um and then in 2018 um I finally got a place for London and then that's how I've kind of documented my journey through running through Instagram and kind of picked up followers and community along the way which has really just kind of motivated me even more to to run as well in a nutshell (laughs) that's amazing so it was so nice to have that turning point from going not really enjoying it but doing it because you wanted to raise money yeah and it being something that actually it's something for you to enjoy yeah absolutely yeah it really was and it, like most people you do a race and you're saying I'm never doing that again um after my first half and then a few years later I'm opting to run marathons <laughs> and then um then I was after my first one I said I'm never doing that again and then wanted to do it again as always <laughs> <laughs> how many marathons have you run so far so including the virtual London one this year that was my fifth marathon amazing yeah so when you found out that you were pregnant did you have an idea in your head of keeping running did you stay very active throughout your pregnancy yeah so I was luckily very very grateful to be able to run up until I was I think I chose to stop at 36 weeks um simply because it was getting cold and a little bit icy and I wanted to choose to stop on my own accord as opposed to being forced to stop due to injury or something happening so I took it upon myself to say look I've had 36 weeks of running pregnant which is amazing um so I stopped at that point uh but I was training in the gym throughout as well and and swimming quite a lot too so yeah I I was very lucky to get to that far because I didn't ever plan to run till that far I just thought I'll just let my body do what it wants to do but it turned out to be quite enjoyable actually and I didn't have any niggles or anything so yeah Mm, yeah when you mentioned swimming there it just makes you think of those pre-lockdown times when actually I I used to love swimming when I was pregnant I actually 
I, the day I went into labor, I was I did a kilometer swim at 5 p.m. and then my waters broke at 10 o'clock. So I don't know whether 10 p.m., like five hours later, I didn't know whether that final little swim encouraged baby to come. <laughs> oh my goodness, wow. That's... Yeah. Um, so once you'd had the baby, how long did you decide to wait until you started running again? Did you want to take a chunk of time off or were you thinking, I want to get back to it as soon as possible? Um, it's a funny one because I, I thought I'd be itching to get back. But to be honest, I was so in the little newborn bubble with Atlas. Um, and then it wasn't until we went into lockdown when Atlas was five weeks old. I then at that point kind of, I think more for mental health reasons more than anything, like running is my release. And I enjoy getting that outdoor time and sort of me time. And I think at that point I was like, OK, I, I really miss running now. Um but I didn't think it was an option for a while. So then I got a mummy MOT, woman's physio appointment, just to get some kind of peace of mind about things. Because obviously there was, everything was in lockdown, so you couldn't have appointments in person. So it was a virtual appointment um, with Rosie Cardo in Bristol. She was amazing. And she really reassured me that I've been sort of, my pelvic floor was strong enough. So from there, I think I it was quite early, I think, compared to, to some people that were eat. Um, and for that reason, I didn't document any of it on Instagram because I didn't want anyone to give me any negative feedback and I wanted it to be my own journey. Um, so, yeah, I think I was about six weeks when I started and I did the couch to 5K and was doing every other day instead of every day just so I could see how my body reacted to the, the day before training. Um, so, yeah, and... I gradually, gradually built up from there. Hmm. And before you started running, did you do different kind of stretching or exercises to prepare to run or were you just waiting, walking, that sort of thing? Um, so, yeah, I, I did a lot of stretching and sort of more sort of pelvic floor exercises. They were more determined around that. Mm. Um, but, yeah, my running was obviously very, very different to, to previously. But it's also quite nice to, to go back to being a beginner and relating to every other person who wants to start running and doesn't really know where to start and some days it was quite daunting and you sort of compare yourself to where you used to be previously um so for that reason I I changed my my watch into kilometers instead of miles so I had no emotional attachment to the the pace because I wasn't like oh I used to run x faster than this and things like that so in kilometers I had no idea what that number meant um so for me that was a really good way of changing my mindset so yeah mm. and how did you find the couch to 5k program in general to be honest I really enjoyed it um at times I was getting a bit itchy feet and wanted it to go a bit faster um but I think more than anything I was just grateful to be running again and at the same time, I was so sort of paranoid or worried about anything happening to, to set me back that I wanted to do it properly. So I, I took it really steady. But yeah, I think I think for beginners, it's, it's a really good way of getting into it. But you do get to a point you're like, oh, I can definitely run X amount of time now. But I think it's definitely worth sticking to the plan. And then in the long run, you gain benefits from doing so, like building up slowly. 
Mm. So you started off with Couch to 5K, but then I know that you've already run a marathon since having Atlas. Yeah. How did you go from Couch to 5K to the marathon? What was that journey like? <laughs> so I'm very lucky that my husband is a coach. So he was helping me a lot. Um, and to be honest, it happened quite naturally. I think because of lockdown, um, when Atlas was, how old was he? He was four and a half months old and he was able to sit at this point. So we we purchased the running buggy. And because my husband works from home and we're living in a flat, I was sort of forced to, not forced, he didn't force me. I kind of put pressure on myself to go out to give him time without Atlas and I in the flat. So I ended up running with Atlas while he would nap in the pram. So my mileage accumulated quite quickly and quite naturally, but I was running at a, a super low heart rate. So I always kept my heart rate between 130 to 140. So I wasn't um, pushing it too hard, which is quite hard to do with a buggy because um, it, it's um, obviously a different style of running to normal. But yeah, so from there, and then every Sunday, my husband would give me time to do my long runs. Um, and quite naturally, I built up to, to do the marathon when I was seven months postpartum, mm. which I never imagined doing. So in some ways, it was it was not it's obviously not great that the, the marathon was moved to October. But if it was in April, I would have been two months postpartum and I wouldn't have been able to do it. So I was I was quite glad in some ways that I was able to do London this year, uh, last year. OK, so when did you get your place for it? Were you thinking you were going to have to give your place up originally? Yeah, I did. So I actually, I got a good for age in the 2018 London Marathon because I ran 3.22. Um, so I qualified for London in 2019. However, I did New York Marathon and I had a stress fracture in my foot from that. Um, so I had to delay my place in 2019. So that was why I had the 2020 place, which I was either... I thought at one point I'd walk it just because I had the place, mm. but I would probably would have had to, to let it go. So yeah, um, I managed to qualify now for next London in this year with my time. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. Do you think that it will be possible to have it back in real life by then or? I don't know. I, I'm really not convinced to be honest with you, but I don't know. I'm just saying that and then hoping it will go forward, but I just, I can't, see how things will go back to that normal life no, by then no. I think I just I'm stuck in lockdown life at the moment mm. um but wishful thinking I, I hope that it will um but I also am really pleased that they've done the virtual for everybody that entered so it's like because I find I found it really nice just being spent the medal and the route that I ran the Bristol to Bath cycle path on the day despite the awful weather conditions it was full of runners and it was just there was a a mini buzz about it in the air um mm. and it was just quite special to be part of a huge movement so I think that's a nice thing that they're doing this year mm. so having run London Marathon well I want to say properly but both times yeah. properly but one time with crowds and the other time yeah. virtually what differences or did you prefer one to the other did you find it hard that it was virtual without I know you say there was a bit of buzz in the air but it's so different yeah. from the crowds the well, encouragement completely different I mean I ran it in 2018 and it was the conditions were so so hot to one extreme and then this year was torrential rain wind and it was probably the worst conditions I've ever ran in without crowds which made it even more difficult um mentally I think I was more mentally stronger 
this year I think just from running experience um but it was it was completely different I don't think you can even compare them um I don't think I would even necessarily call it London Marathon it was more of a virtual marathon Mm -hmm. um apart from they did have an app which um they had uh I can't remember who was talking I think it was Paul Radcliffe just like saying how far you've done which was quite nice and like telling you that you're running past Cutty Sark and all the landmarks where you would be virtually so that was quite nice they did they did really really well to be fair but yeah it's incomparable Mm. and I suppose in another way in a postpartum way it's kind of incomparable because yeah one marathon you think that was maybe something where you were going for pbs and this time it's just the achievement of doing it after having a baby and relatively soon so did you feel proud of yourself in that respect yeah i i was really really proud to be honest and i was even shocked to to run i think my time was 329 so i i was so shocked to do that i i was aiming for I wanted to get under 345 ideally to qualify again for next time with a good for age. So I was over the moon with my time. And most of all, I did it for charity again for my dad who had cancer this year during lockdown. So I, I raised over a thousand pounds. So that was my my biggest achievement from doing so, to be honest. Wow. And if I'm correct, you're also a, a record holder? Is it because it was the biggest virtual um, Oh, yes, marathon? of course. I did actually get an email. So, yeah, um, I think because it was the biggest virtual marathon ever, everybody that took part is in the, the world record, Guinness Book of Records, I think. So how does that feel to be something, yeah, like, in something like that? <laughs> it's it just being part of the movement, I think, more than anything. And um, I hope it encourages more people to be able to take part in things. Um because even logistically, going to London and running the marathon, it's, it's not a cheap thing to do once you pay for your hotel for a few nights, and especially when you've got all your new running kit and you've invested all this time and everything. So to be able to just do it from your front door um, is, is, is quite a good thing for people. Mm. Um, and having to train to run a marathon anyway takes a lot of time and effort and energy, but also it's a whole different ball game if you're doing it with a new baby and you're coming back from having a, a little break um from running how did you manage to balance everything like breastfeeding getting yeah. the training in any mum guilt maybe involved um yeah to be to be honest at, at the time atlas slept like a dream until he sit, hit six months he used to sleep all the way through and then since then he wakes up multiple times a night and it's all a bit different now so I don't know maybe if it was like that it would have been more difficult mm. um but I was quite lucky in that sense that it was quite smooth and I wasn't too tired but it was more the breastfeeding side of things I'd have to really plan when I was running I couldn't just wake up at set an alarm at six o'clock and just go because the first thing I need to do is feed Atlas before anything so he always always and still does obviously come first before before my running or anything for that matter um but yeah it was more my husband has been amazing and he said when I was pregnant that he'd always make sure that my running could still happen and he really does help me and make it possible but also the running buggy makes a huge difference because I can just take Atlas with me Mm. um so that that's been an absolute changer for 
for me. Um, but yeah, it, it is juggling everything. And I think, to be honest, lockdown probably helped me because I didn't have any social commitments. So the only thing we could do is go outside walking and exercising. So it just naturally happened, I guess. And do you, would you say you prefer running with the buggy or running alone if, if it was just a choice and you didn't have yeah. to worry about that list being looked after? It really is, because sometimes when I have an option to go on my own, I'm just like, no, I want Atlas with me. And um, it's quite, I really enjoy running with him. I sort of commentate on the scenery to him and point out things that we can see. And he sort of points at things back now that he's that bit older. And I really, really do enjoy having having him with me. It's like having a little cheerleader with you all the time. Um, and it's quite fun. It's like running with a purpose, like occasionally if I'm not really feeling it, but I've got Atlas with me, it will encourage me and motivate me to go and we'll go to a park, various parks on our run type thing. Mm -hmm. But then when I run without the buggy, I just feel so light and bouncy. Um, and yeah, having time where I don't have to kind of think about crossing roads and not just me running cross quickly, I have to kind of think about the buggy. It's quite nice and it's an easier way to sort of switch off, I feel, when I'm running alone. Mm. But yeah, if I had a choice, to be honest, I weirdly think I would go with Atlas <laughs> with the buggy, and That's I don't so need to lovely. go fast. Like I guess there's no pressure with things, like because you've got the buggy, you've got to take it steady, and it's more of an enjoyable run. And I think when I go on my own, sometimes I put pressure on myself to run fast, like I used to. Um, so yeah, it's like a I little adventure. Yeah, it is. It's it is really fun. Um, everyday adventures. Hmm um do you find yourself comparing a lot to your previous running self and thinking I should be going faster I should be doing this um in honesty not really um at, at times like there's that little negative committee part of your brain that tries to, to put you down a little bit but I'm quite good at telling telling them to shush and focusing on the now um but I, I feel like I've been I've been a new runner before and then I've been the PB chaser and then I've been the one that was like going out the door trying to beat all my Strava times constantly and feel like if I didn't do that on a training run I didn't get a PB then I'm sort of failing um so then taking it back running pregnant I think actually really helped me just go steady and just enjoy running for what it is and not for any sort of time or anything like that and I just become super grateful to run and even postpartum now, I I've so, I did a post the other day about like dropping a Strava ego and running steady and actually how it improves your running so, so much if you're not just constantly going out there and sort of beating yourself up with chasing times. And I think for me, that's really changed my running, um, but also probably changed me as a athlete in the way I can also help other people. So yeah, it's, it's changed dramatically. Hmm. Um, but I don't find myself, I feel like I've started a new journey since having Atlas. My my journey now is completely different to what it was before because I think not, well, you can be selfish when you don't have a baby um, and you can run at 5am, 6am and you can run after work and whenever you want to. But my time now is is with Atlas. So it's whenever I, my husband can sort of have him, I can do my own running if I, if I don't want to go to the buggy. Um, that I'm able to do it so yeah I've just come I've completely changed my my mindset more than anything um which I think is a, a really good thing so I have Atlas to thank for that oh bless his little heart <laughs> 
Um, would you say you had a top tip for either someone who's pregnant and wanting to carry on running for a while or someone who's just had their baby and wants to get back into running gradually? Yeah, so I think during pregnancy, my biggest tip would just be to listen to your body. Because um, to be honest, when I was pregnant, I was trying to Google all these sorts of things and there's not really much evidence and research out there about pregnant running, um, which I really struggled with because at times I wanted reassurance. Um, and I'd speak to my midwives and some midwives who ran would encourage me and say, just do what you want to do, listen to your body, you know what you're doing. And I had another midwife who told me that I needed to stop and that my bump was too small and it was because I ran and all of these types of things. So it was really unhelpful and made me quite paranoid. Um, but in the end, I just kind of went with my body. And I think if you've ran for a long period of time, you kind of know how to do that. But if you're new to running, I think just stick, don't try and increase your mileage at all. Just stick to what you're you're doing. And the biggest thing is do not compare yourself to anybody else. Um, I think I was very lucky to have the journey I did with my running, but that doesn't mean that somebody else would have the same thing. And that doesn't mean that they're failing, if that makes sense. Like everybody is so different. You and your baby are so different. Um, mm. So don't compare your, your journey to anybody else's. It's probably my biggest tip for pregnant people. And then postpartum, I would just say, just take your time. I remember being really keen to get back into running, but those moments of your newborn baby are so precious. And I mean, I don't feel like I'd sacrifice any with Atlas to go running because for me to go out the door for 15 minutes for a little run when it was the start of Crouch to 5K was, was great. And I'd choose times when he was napping and things like that. But just take it slow and steady and do not compare your self to your previous self or anybody else who's postpartum and just enjoy going back to basics and use it as a time to to build on yourself and your running and don't put any pressure on yourself would be mm. my biggest advice I think that is brilliant advice I think that a lot of people do feel that pressure to think yeah. either comparing to themselves in the past or comparing with others we, sort, yeah, we almost really can't help it no, you can't. And I think especially when you're a new mum, you kind of lose your identity a little bit. And you're at times I was like, am I even a runner now? Like, um, am I even the same person? And you've got all these new roles and responsibilities. And it seems all you do is are suddenly like a milk machine for one <laughs> and um, a carer. But actually, it does come back and it does take time. But eventually you you do have like yourself back. And yeah, I think people just need to not put pressure on themselves because it is it's a it's a horrible thing I think at, at first new mum with all these new new roles to do mm. and it's a personal journey for everybody it is yeah very personal which I think is why I chose not to share mine at times now I think oh I wish I did to help other people um which I hope I'm at one point going to be able to do like a little blog or Instagram IGTV about my journey postpartum because mm. I kept it quite quiet simply because I didn't want people to um, think I was doing too much too soon mm. or I want to just keep it to myself and do it gradually and slowly and without any pressure from any external factors. Mm. But I think the kilometre mile thing worked really, really well for me personally. So I think that's a really great thing to do because you have no emotional attachment to the pace at all. Um, I found that really, really helpful when, as soon as I changed that. 
Yeah, I like that idea a lot. Yeah. I mean, you've cu- you've achieved so much already in just one year of being a mum. Um, you've you. gone back to basics and to running a marathon. I think that's an incredible achievement in itself. But have you got anything else that you're working up to next? What's your next goal? So I don't really know. At the moment, I'm I've got into London for next for October so I'll be training for that I am training at the moment but my main focus at the moment is my running programs that I'm launching myself so uh two weeks ago I launched my first running program so I've currently got 45 runners on board that we're training for a virtual half in April so we're we've got 10 weeks to go and I'm doing the running program with everybody so from there that's my goal at the moment is to run my virtual half marathon on the 25th of April um, whilst encouraging everybody else to do so as well. So yes, that's super exciting. Okay. Well, thank you so much um, for sharing all of this, uh, these interesting stories with me. Thank you. I'm sure people will be really interested to hear what you're saying about not comparing. I think that's a really important message. I think it's so easy to do. Um, especially as we tend to be self-critics so much and um it's it's difficult when you you have a break and then you come back even after injury or but I think postpartum is even more so because you you're scared of doing too much too soon and everything feels a little bit different and um it's it's a it's a very strange but I'm really glad to have experienced it to be able to relate to to more people and it's a nice community as well. I feel the mum, mum, mum community as a whole, but especially mum that run, mums that run. Mm, I I agree with you absolutely. Thank you yeah. so much. That's okay. Thank you for having me, Amelia. And that brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you found everything Amy's had to say about her experience as interesting as I have. There'll be another episode available next week at the same time, but don't forget that all the episodes so far are still available to download and listen to. If you've enjoyed this, please subscribe, share and leave a review. Looking forward to running with you next time.